This is the third night, and and at 3.30 a.m., someone knocks at my door. The last two times, wait. The last two times when I've looked, there's no one. But it looks like, like there's a woman. I, I can see she's holding something in her hand. I'm going to answer the door. May I help you? You may be wondering what happened next, and well, so am I. We're attempting to find out what happened at Great Times Amusements. Welcome to Episode 4. It was a woman at my door, and she just stood there, like in a trance or something. When I asked if she needed help, that's when she left, but not without leaving me something. It was one of the books about effigies I was trying to check out of the library. Hello? Hi, Kevin. What happened? It's that obvious? We've been working together on this thing for a while now. I can tell when something's wrong. It's not just one thing. It's all of it. When was the last time you slept? You sound tired. It's been a while. I think I'm going on 18 hours or so right now. Why don't we take a break and you shut down for a few weeks? There's no harm in giving this thing a little breathing room. You know that's impossible. Is it? Kevin, I have something to ask. I'm listening. I'm going to start giving you my recordings. And if, and I mean a big if, something happens to me, I want you to release it. What's going on? Just tell me you'll do this. Of course. I guess I'm getting a little paranoid. It's okay. But you need to get some rest. You sound just like my mom. Well, she's right. I will. But I can't take a break. Not now. Not while we've got this tension. We need to keep the pressure on. I just want to make sure you're okay. Kevin, I'm fine. Okay, then. I have something to show you. Remember how I said that I'd like to get some analysis done on the voices? I'm sending them over now. Okay, got him. So you'll see in the first column, target one, two, and so on. I see it. Each target is assigned to one of our people. In the next portion, you'll see some numbers. Those are percentages. So what am I looking for? Our target one is Judy Fuller. I used her because she's the first person I ever connected with regarding this case. She's the baseline, so to speak. Target two is Agent Dobson. Target three is the lady you sat down with, Marla. And four is Sarah. You still with me? Yes. Okay. Now look at the numbers next to each target. The higher the number, the higher the probability that the voice of that target is the same as our target one. Which is Judy Fuller. 
Correct. These numbers don't make sense. Judy and Marla are the same. Marla's a 92% match. But these percentages on Dobson and Sarah, they're a little more than half. 68, 72. What's that mean? That they're almost Judy? I don't get it. They're related somehow. Sisters, maybe. Or something else. Something else? Like what? Let's just say they're related for now. This is Kevin. Yes, hello. Is this Kevin Schneider? Yes, it is. Would this be Cardinal James? Yes, it is, but it's just James now. Just plain old James. I'd like a few moments, if that's okay. Absolutely. I realize in the past that you've tried to reach out to me, and, well, I've not been so friendly. I'd like to start by apologizing for that. It's fine. So how can I help you? I'd like to talk about your woman friend. Krista. Yes, Krista. I'd like to talk with you about the podcast that she's making. What about it? She seems to think that I've been untruthful. Some things I said during our interview. You mean the interview that was stolen? She did mention that, didn't she? What is it that you want here, James? To set the record straight. I'd like you to ask me any questions you'd like, on the record. Anything? Yes, anything at all. Krista asked you about the rabbit organization, which you denied ever existed. I'd like to know more. Ah, right to the point. Like a skilled investigator. I admire that. Well, what about it then? The rabbit, an attempt at greatness. So it did exist. Is that what you're saying? I suppose I am. Why do you bring it up, then turn around and lie about it? I apologize for my inaccuracies. It was necessary on my part. Like yourself, I have my own methods of finding answers, perhaps not as skilled as you. Was the rabbit an older version of the EFI? It was at one time something fantastic, something amazing and powerful, a collection of like-minded individuals all seeking the same answer for the most ultimate question. Which was? Life eternal, of course. So an answer to achieving the impossible. Ah, but it's not so impossible after all. How so? You know very well how so, don't you? It achieved such great things the mighty rabbit did. What about the EFI? The EFI is dead. I wish it never existed. James, did something happen to you? Are you in danger? You need to understand, I was just doing my father's work. Did you do this to Amanda? That's the least of your worries. Why did you call me? What happened? Like I've told your dear friend Krista, sometimes there are things that take hold and never let go. You lose control. And my dear friend, I've lost control. What did you do? What did you and Denise do in Mexico? We... 
We were just doing my father's work. I want the world to know I never meant for this to happen. I was just doing my father's work. If you must lay blame, then so be it. That was a phone call Kevin had shared with me between himself and James, I guess formally, of the EFI. We both found it strange that he chose to reach out to Kevin, but what puzzled me was Kevin's question to him. He never mentioned James knowing Denise before, and it was my first time hearing about it. What's clear, however? James is in way over his head, and something has him frightened. This is Krista. Hi, Krista. Yes? This is Dobson. I'd like to meet. Okay. When? Tomorrow. 10 o'clock a.m. I'm texting you the address now. See you then. Wait. Hold on a sec. Yes? What's this about? You'll see. I'm on my way to meet Special Agent Marianne Dobson. Or at least that's who she claims to be. I've attempted to do some simple research online, looking for an Agent Mary Ann Thompson. Nothing from the FBI shows up. I guess that shouldn't surprise me. I'm sitting here waiting for Agent Thompson, who asked me to meet here, in the food court of the Del Amo Mall. It's been almost 45 minutes, and she's still a no-show. I'm going to wait a little bit longer before I give up. Hopefully she shows. Hey, Kevin. What happened now? Well, Dobson was a no-show. I doubt that. What do you mean? I'm pretty sure she was there. Yeah, I suppose you're right. At least she knows what I look like now. Krista, there's a good chance you've already met her. Is that why you think she didn't meet me? 
Because I'd recognize her? To be honest, I don't know why. It could be part of our multiple personality theory. If they are all the same person, I wonder which one is real, or closest to it. I doubt it's any of them, but I'm not discounting that fact. They may be more than one person. This is so confusing. And that's exactly the point, to throw you off. Let's not forget what we're doing. Right. In abduction and murder. It's more than that. What do you mean? I'm going to tell you a story. It's something that happened a while ago. None of what I'm about to tell you was ever officially documented. Mostly because I chose not to. Why? There are some things we just can't explain. And well, this is one of them. I was at a homicide. It was early morning. And we were wrapping up the scene when I was approached by a young woman. She said she needed help. Said her daughter was not herself and trying to harm her. I told her to speak with one of the officers. It seemed like a domestic situation. Not really my scope, but she insisted. Did you go? I did, but I had a uniform come with me. She led us to the backyard, to a tool shed. Inside, there was a little girl laying on the ground. She was dead. The tool shed was in shambles, like this girl was fighting to get out. And the woman, she had fresh scratch marks on her arms but it was clear that this girl had been dead for some time. She was ice cold, had the stench discoloration. This woman had locked her inside for some reason. At least that's what it looked like to me. Why? I don't know. I, I just don't know. We blocked off the scene, called everyone back out, like we have another potential homicide. That's awful. But that's not all. It was the autopsy report that started all this. Parts of her body were not there. What do you mean? Her left arm, both legs, three fingers on her left hand. They were stitched together like... Like an effigy. Jesus, Kevin, why haven't you told me about this? It hadn't been the right time. What happened to the woman, her mother? During the confusion of us examining the scene, she slipped out. And you've never found her? No. Have you tried? It's what led me to this investigation. Are you saying this girl's case and Amanda's are related? Yes. How? Our focus should be on James. Whatever he did is now unleashed into this world. Question is, what exactly? I don't believe anything James says. He's just trying to cover up the obvious. Which is? That he played a role in Amanda's disappearance, and maybe her murder. I think this is a good time to take a small break from all this. We're getting close. I'm not so sure about that. I can't take a break. At least, not right now. Why is that? Because I have an unexpected appointment. With who? I'm sitting again with Marla, is that correct? Sure. For the record, Marla has agreed to another on-the-record interview. We're at an undisclosed location. Marla, 
Do you know why we're meeting? Ain't for no fancy breakfast this time, that's for sure. If you're hungry, we can get something. Whatever. Of course I know why we're here. You want to know about Denise, fucking bitch. So you do know her? Of course I do. She's my sister. Your sister? Yeah, she's my sister. There, now you know. When was the last time you saw her? A while. How long, would you say? Not long enough. Do you know why I'm looking for her? For your stupid recordings, whatever you call it. Podcast. Yeah, like I said, stupid. Do you know what it's about? Probably Denise. Doing something wrong, as usual. It's actually about the fair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Great Times Amusements? Don't know about it. A girl went missing there. You have proof? Maybe. You heard about this? No. Do you know about the fair? Maybe. Tell me how. Just because, all right? Because why? That thing's still recording. Never stopped. You ain't gonna believe what I'm about to tell you. And why is that? Trust me, you won't. But I need to tell you something. And I don't care what you do with it. Okay. Denise and me, we never got along too good ever since we was young. I don't know why exactly. It's because we were twins, I think. Wait, you're twins? Identical. That's why we act like other people. We hated looking like each other. Being like each other every birthday, every Christmas. Getting the same goddamn gifts. Getting the same goddamn clothes. When we was kids, they dressed us up the same like we was some fucking sideshow freaks. So we liked to pretend to be somebody else. By the time we hit high school, we got real good at it. Figured it could take us places. It's how Denise got working at the fair, through her creep of a boyfriend, Jimmy. Jimmy? What did I just say? Did she by any chance ever call him James? I knew him as Jimmy. White trash piece of shit. He's the one connected to the fair. His dad or something. Did you ever work at the fair? With Denise? I wanted nothing to do with that shithole. I told Denise it's nothing but trouble and she didn't believe me. What kind of trouble are we talking about? Drugs, whores, you name it. You ever hear about other things? Like what? Abduction. A girl? Her name was Amanda. I heard about it. How? From Denise. As our interview progressed, things took a much darker turn. Before I play the rest of this interview, I think I should explain how we came back into contact. If you recall, she had since moved out of her apartment and I suspected she was on the move. And well, I was right. I received a phone call from her after I was stood up by Dobson. She was paranoid and sounded desperate for help. She had agreed to meet for a formal interview in exchange for some cash. When we met up, I saw that she was living in her car. She was definitely on the move, but I got the feeling she was running from someone. Or, more to the point, something. 
Now, let's get back to the interview. You said Denise? Yeah, Denise. I hadn't heard from her in a while. Then one day, she come knocking on my door. I knew she'd done something stupid again. How long ago was this? I don't know. Not long. Months? Years? Days? Months, I guess. And when she came around, so did all her bullshit. Like her boyfriend? Jimmy, was it? And others. Even you. That's why you're here, right? Because of that bitch. Was she in the apartment that day I first paid you a visit? Yes. That's when I kicked her out. I knew she was in trouble. But wasn't that her apartment? It was listed under Evelyn Denise Robertson. It used to be hers. She asked if I'd take it over, because she was going to be with the fair. Didn't expect her to be back so soon, though. Why did she come back? Trouble at the fair. What kind of trouble, did she say? Yeah, Jimmy. What about him? Like I said before, you ain't gonna believe it. Try me. So Denise shows up. She's with Jimmy and some girl. She's wrapped up in a big coat. She looked funny. Smelled funny, too. What do you mean, funny? She was really white. Her face was so pale. She looked sick. And she smelled like trash. Like she needed a bath. When you say girl, about how old? I'd say, oh, I don't know, teens? They was making a big fuss over her, making sure she was comfortable, holding the cup to her mouth so she could drink, that kind of stuff. Like she was a baby. I thought maybe she was sick. She sure looked like it. Did she have a name? They never said. And she didn't say a word neither. Just sat there, except for... Except for what? There was this one time. She was sitting on the couch like... She did the whole time they was there. She looked at me, into my eyes. I got so sad, I started crying for no reason. And I, I couldn't look away from her. I was trapped or something. It's when Jimmy sat beside her and whispered something to her that she looked away. What did he say? Could you hear? No, but it was like... In a different language. Different how? Spanish or what's that other one? It sounds like that old one. Latin? I guess. It took me a few hours to get back to myself again. Then there was a knock. I go to answer it, and there's a bum. He's just standing there, stinking up the hallway. I tell him to leave, but he just stands there, looking past me into the apartment at the girl. I remember his eyes, white. I thought he was blind. Jimmy come up from behind me and gives him an envelope. He took it and left, didn't say a word. And that's when I kicked them out. I didn't know what they was up to, but I wanted no part of it. What did you think? Jimmy was always talking about religious stuff. He was always into different things. One day it's God, the next he's talking about Satan. Then he got to talking about things I never heard of. Something I guess his dad was part of. Did he ever mention a rabbit? I don't know. You don't sound so sure. I said I don't know, okay? Where's Jimmy now? 
I'm done with this. I gave you too much already. I gotta go. To where? Away. Where they'll never find me. Who will never find you? Whatever you're doing with this recording, use it. Use it to expose Jimmy and his father. Expose them? For what? Marla, for what? F for... For what? Tell me. For what they've done to my little girl. <laughs> Who's your little girl? Is it Amanda? Are you Judy Fuller? <laughs> Tell me, are you Judy Fuller? There is no Judy Fuller. <laughs> I gotta go. Wait. Tell me, are you Judy Fuller and Dobson? Are you Denise? Look, what's done is done. None of that matters. They gotta be stopped. They're doing things with people. Then it's like they can control them. You've seen them already. They're coming for you. And with that, she was gone once again. I haven't heard from her since. At this point, it's anybody's guess as to who she really is. Judy, Dobson, Evelyn Denise Robertson, whoever she is, and whatever she's involved in, has spiraled out of control. A feeling I've got to know very well. It's been a long road getting to this point wanting to know the truth about these different identities. Yet, I feel incredibly sad for this woman, whomever she is. Could her little girl be Amanda? And if so, is Amanda even her real name? Hi, Kevin. Did you listen to the interview? Have you ever heard of reanimation? You mean bringing back the dead? Yes. I've heard of it. I certainly don't believe it. Do you? Yes. In fact, I think you're late night visitor. Hold on. Are you saying the woman at my door the other day was actually a dead person? No. I'm saying the people that showed up at your door were reanimated and are under the control of their reanimator, if you will. Are you fucking kidding me? You think all of these people are telling the truth? I do. Kevin, they're all full of shit. A bunch of drug addicts acting out some kind of sadistic fantasy. Do you believe Cap is telling the truth? I think Cap's story is the only believable thing out of all of this. And what it comes down to is the abduction and murder of an innocent girl. Nothing more. I think it's time I send you the rest of my interview with Jerry Cappuccino. Sometimes, exposure is the best solution. And whatever is happening, it's out of control. Okay. When will you send it? I'm sending now. So that's it, then? There's nothing more beyond what I just sent. And Cap... Is he missing, or just hiding? Unfortunately, I've lost contact with him. But I think he's still out there, safe. What makes you say that? 
a hunch. Where did you think he was going? He went to Mexico. You sure? Yep. How do you know? Because I was there too. In Mexico? How? After a while of walking, I saw a dirt road head off to the side. Looked more like someone's driveway. Like, it went deep into some bushes and stuff. So I followed it. I just knew this was the way. I was right. It led to a ranch. It was old, really old. Like, falling apart. Didn't look like anyone lived there. But I could see the truck was parked inside the barn. Do you remember where this ranch was located? All I can tell you is that we was on the border. I mean, right on the border. There was just a river separating us. I hid nearby and watched for a while. There was nothing. Nobody was there. No one came out. No one went in. Then I heard something coming from out past the river. Cars or something. It was a few of them. Echoed all over the place. Could you see anything? Not a thing. I crept down to the river and walked up towards the ranch. There was an opening. It looked like a tunnel, but like, built with these aluminum sheets. It was man-made for sure. I went in to check it out. It was leading into the river. I don't know why, but I kept walking. Before I knew it, I was out on the other side. It was Mexico. I was on a house property. There were cars, a few trucks. I heard people talking. Then I heard a familiar voice. Denise. I heard another familiar voice. It was the old timer, Fred. I couldn't see him, but they were nearby in the house. The skinny weird guy was there too. It was going back. That's why the truck was there. To pick them up. I stayed hiding for a little longer. By now the sun was coming up. I went to the house. They locked it up pretty good, but I always find a way in. Did you get inside? Yeah. The house was empty. No furniture, nothing. I didn't know why it was locked up so good until I went to one of the bedrooms. The floor was gone. They dug a big pit, like a fire pit. It was huge and deep too. It took up the entire room. There was no space to walk around it. On the walls was this weird writing. It looked like symbols or something. I thought it was devil worship stuff. They had already burned something. There was ash and like that black char, but they was getting ready to burn something again. There was fresh boards in there and some other stuff. What kind of stuff? Branches, leaves. At the bottom, I could see some bags, like the ones I saw back in the trailer. 
and there was something else. On the ceiling, there were these hooks, like you could hang something from them. They was right over the pit, in the middle. You said there were symbols written on the walls. I'd like to show you some examples. Let me know if you see anything similar. Okay. I'm now showing Mr. Cappuccino some examples. I'm not sure. Maybe like this one? But it wasn't like any of these, really. Which one would you say is closest? That one, I guess. Mr. Cappuccino has pointed out the Latin symbol for death. Do you think there's stuff worse than death? You see something else? I don't know what I saw, really. Cap, what is it? I, I waited until night before I was going to head back. I sat there in the bushes. Right when it got dark, some cars pulled up. Then Denise, Fred, and the weird guy came out the tunnel. There was a few other people too, and they were carrying something. It looked like a, a body bag. They carried it to the house. The other people got out the cars. Who were they? It was dark, but I saw them. They were dressed in, like, fancy clothes. The guys were in suits. Not suits. Those ones with bow ties. Tuxedos? Yeah, a tux. And the women they was with were in fancy dresses. They looked like they was going to prom or something. What about Denise and the others? Nah, they were, like, normal. Just regular clothes. Fred still had on his carnival jumpsuit. They all went inside. I thought for a second. <laughs> to get the fuck out of there. But then, I don't know. I had to see what was going on. So I waited a little longer. Then snuck up to the house. I could already smell the fire. I looked into the room from the kitchen. And there was a body hanging from those hooks. But, but it wasn't a body. What do you mean? It was a body, but put together from other body parts. And the fire was burning underneath whatever that thing was caught fire too. And then I saw its eyes open. Like, it was alive. It started fucking talking. What was it saying? I don't know. His eyes were looking around at everyone, and then it looked right at me from where I was looking in the window at the kitchen. It saw me, and I saw into his eyes, and I got cold, numb, like I felt what it's like to be dead, still alive inside. I dropped down and ran. I ran my ass off back into the tunnel. When I came out, I kept running. I didn't stop. I just kept going. 
What did I see? Tell me. What was that? Tell me what I saw. You know about this shit. That's why we're here, right? What were they doing? I, I don't know, Cap. Hello, please leave a message after the tone. Hello? You don't know me. But I've been following you. Uh, please, don't be alarmed. What I meant by that is, I'm following your work regarding Great Times Amusements. I have something I'd like for you to see. It's an important piece to this puzzle. But we must meet in person as it's too dangerous to send anything electronic. What you've uncovered is just the tip of the iceberg. This is something that's bigger and deadlier than you could possibly imagine. And it goes back centuries. In your mailbox is an address. Meet me here tomorrow at noon. Tell no one where you're going, not even your partner Kevin. He's not who he says he is. And don't worry. I'll find you. Test one, test one. I'm on my way to the address that was left in my mailbox. It's a carnival run by a company called RJ Entertainments. For some background, RJ Entertainments have had their fair share of mystery and controversy, mostly by way of safety violations. It's interesting that I've been summoned here. I have no idea what I'm about to walk into. This carnival looks normal enough, but then again, so did Great Times Amusements. I guess it's time to see what this is about, and who this person is that left me the voicemail.